and uh, everything is spick and span, and thank God for it. Praise the Lord for good health. Anybody happy you're, you know, pretty, pretty healthy right now? I'll be thanking God, amen? That is a blessing from the Lord. All right, uh, tonight in Hebrews chapter number 11, we're going to talk about uh, Abraham a little bit. I love the subject of Abraham. If, if you would, uh, if you, you ever get a chance to study his great life, you'll find that Abraham was the father of the faithful, meaning that um, God uh, gave the gospel, he gave the thought, he called Abraham, and what he did was he promised Abraham some great promises, but it wasn't based on Abraham and, and, and all that he did. It was, it was by grace. I want you to listen closely. God's still giving great things to people. He's, he loves us. Is that right? Now, he, if you would think about this, think about what happened to Abraham. God initiated and called him out of a place called Ur of the Chaldees. And it was all God's idea. God, there is a God. He really did do this. And, and what he promised Abraham was, I've chosen you and I'm calling you out of your, out of your uh, country. I've got a brand new country for you. I'm going to do great things with you. And what he said was, the whole world's going to be blessed because of you. But Abraham didn't understand what was going on. How many understand this? God knows what you're going to do tomorrow. He knows what you will be capable of doing. He can see ahead of you. And although you and I can't see what God's doing tomorrow and next week and all that, God sees that. So he could pick somebody like Abraham and said, Abraham, I want you to go. I want you to go to the, or get out of uh, this country of Ur of the Chaldees. I'll show you where you're, where you're going to go. And what did Abraham do? He left. And the Bible says he didn't even know where he was going. You see why that, that, that step of faith really meant a lot to God? Because that pleases God. And so your faith is very important. Now, not, uh, not every person in the world has faith. Not everybody has it. It is a gift. But you say, well, God hasn't given it to me. Well, you, you can have it if you ask for it. Right? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So it's not because God doesn't want to give people faith. It's because we don't ask him. It took me until I was 17 years old to ask him. What did I do for all those years? All right, Hebrews 11, I want you to remember how important it is that Abraham decided that he would, he would believe in God and trust him. All right, verse number eight, let's pray and let's, uh, let's have a good time in church tonight. Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful book and thank you for all the years that people can have with a wonderful, abundant life and that, <clears throat> Lord Jesus, that you've given us this sweetness and the purity, having a good time, having fun, knowing you and watching you work in our lives and having, having so many prayers answered to excite us, to keep us going. And Lord, even in these, in these dark days, Lord, I know that you're still looking into people's hearts and you see us all 
And I know that. And Lord, I, I also believe, Lord, that you can see next week and a couple months from now. And, and you know what's coming down the road even next year. So we trust you. We love you. And we pray that you will, you'll help us love one another. But help us to be increased in our faith and, and build us in Jesus' name. Amen. Now watch closely. I don't have much time because it's, it's tough. I got a lot to say. Why don't you go to Hebrews number chapter 11 with me, verse number 8. Once you see this wonderful man of God, uh, by the way, he was backed up by a pretty wonderful woman too, amen? Sarah was one great gal. And uh, if you'll know, she had, she had some faith too. All right. <clears throat> now it says in verse number 8, <clears throat> By faith, Abraham, when he was called out to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and <clears throat> he went out not knowing whither he went. He didn't know where he was going. But he went. He started moving. It says, By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Now, that's in, incredibly important tonight. Abraham looked for a city that wasn't made by man's hands. It was made by God. He looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. Now, that's a special kind of city. How did he find that out? Well, in his heart, he was told by the Lord to go. And it, 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 when you hear God's voice like that, it's got to be pretty special. He doesn't talk like that anymore like he did to Abraham. But we, he speaks to us now through his word. His word is just as bright and just as clear as the Old Testament prophets. When they heard it from the Lord, they wrote it down. And it's just as powerful in the Bible as it was during the time when they heard it from heaven. A voice from heaven came. Well, we have that voice right here. You understand? And, and God still speaking to us through his word. Now, he looked for a city, as we do too. Tonight's message is entitled, Abraham found his city. Abraham found it. Let's go to uh, verse 13 through 16. These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them, and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. If you're saved, you're looking for a country, aren't you? You're looking for a city, aren't you? You're looking for a country and a whole country and a city that, that doesn't have any sin in it. Is that right? How many are looking for a city that doesn't have any death? No sickness. No pain, no sorrow, no tears, no heartbreak, no depression, no sin, no murders, no theft, all the Ten Commandments, no disrespect. And that city is where we're going to end up. Look at verse 22. He says, excuse me, uh, verse 15, And truly 
truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country. So they left Ur of the Chaldees seeking a better country, seeking a better city. Abraham had that desire inside of him, I'm looking for a city. That is, verse 16, and heavenly, where God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he that pre uh, prepared for them a city. So God promised, I got a city for you. I got a brand new country for you. And uh, Abraham, by faith, he took off out of the Ur of the Chaldees. And he said, I'm going to go look for that city. Now, there was two things going on at the same time. His faith was building, and yet God was going to use, use him to create a whole new nation. Everybody understand there's a lot of, uh, there, there's a lot of uh, I guess, controversy right now with the word race. Is that fair to say? You know what? God made everybody. And he made the Jews. When Noah had three sons, Shem, that's the Jews, Ham, and Japheth. There's, there's three main uh, divisions, and all the people come from those people. But God made a promise to Abraham, and he said, Out of you I've chosen, I'm going to bless the whole world. Is that okay if God does that? <laughs> Is it? Or are you jealous? Hey, by the way, have anybody ever been blessed? Guess where it came from? Yeah. And guess who he did it through? Abraham. Guess what Abraham was? The start of the Hebrew people. Guess what race Jesus was? Oh, I love this. Go ahead. You can say it. You can say it out loud, too. Come on. Come on. Don't, don't look at me like I'm crazy. Jesus was a Jewish man of the tribe of Judah. That's Ju See, I got no problem with that. I was saved by Jesus. I'm pretty glad he wasn't racially motivated, right? Aren't you glad he didn't say, well, you little Heinz 57 creep. You don't know where you came from, do you? Aren't you glad Jesus isn't like that? Amen. Come on. Isn't it great that he just looks at everybody? He says, God is rich unto all that call upon him. Aren't you glad? Doesn't matter what. If, you, if you've got a brain and breath and blood, you can get saved. It doesn't matter. He's rich unto all that call upon him. Now, I don't, I don't have any argument with God what he did, because guess what? Man, my life has been absolutely fantastic since I got saved. I got better friends than when I was lost, right? I got a better wife. Amen. It's the only wife I've ever had, okay? I got better kids, only kids I've ever had. I'm just saying, my life has been very, very wonderfully blessed, and it's because of Jesus. And it's not over. It's not over. Because faith is, it is what pleases God. All right, now, let's go back to Genesis 12, and I want to show you something. This is really exciting. I had no idea that God did this. Abraham didn't know what was going on right away. You know what God does? He just picks you out of a crowd and says, you know what? I really love you. 
Have, have, you ever, have you ever had that happen to you? Somebody just kind of does something to you good for no reason? You ever had that? Just being chosen? I love that. In fact, I'd like to be chosen more. One day I was in, sitting at Starbucks and a man came up to me and put a $100 bill right in front of me. True story. His name is Graham Pepper. Gave me a $100 bill. Right up there in Linden. It's closed. <laughs> Doesn't work anymore. Anyway, but he, I, he said, hey, what are you studying there? I said, he says, is that the Bible? I said, yes, sir. I was studying for a message. And he says, I love to see the Bible open in public like that. He gave me a $100 bill. So the next, sun, next Saturday, I was sitting at a different table, just going over my notes before the bus meeting. In walks Graham Pepper. He said, hey, Pastor Shaver, how are you? Sure is good to see you with your Bible today. Give me another $100 bill. I'm telling you the dead truth, but I'm telling you right smack dab the truth. He gave me a second $100 bill. And he was kind of laughing and just having a good time. It's, it's more blessed to give. Uh, so I called Julie. I said, you're not going to believe what just happened. We were going through a financial difficulty. And uh, I, I wrote it in my diary. I cannot believe what just happened to me. <laughs> and then, and then, the next Sunday, or the next Saturday, guess what happened? You know the uh, Cordata? Let's see, where are we? Cordata? Okay, I, I thought, if I go down there and I sit in the same spot and, and Graham comes in and I wave at him, he's going to think I'm going like this. I, didn't, I was so embarrassed. I thought, I don't want to do that. I, I, got, I actually got embarrassed. I, I was just hoping he wouldn't show up. Because if you say hi to him, it, it's kind of uncomfortable. He just gave me $200. You say, that's not uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. It is. If you're the recipient, it's humiliating. <laughs> so I went down to Cordata, got up on a table, put my Bible out, went through a few notes, and guess who showed up? <laughs> Graham Pepper. Him and his wife, Yvonne, they came up, parked the car. He got out of the car. He goes, hey, Pastor Shaver, looks like the Lord wanted us to meet again. He gave me another $100 bill. Okay, long story short, I'm not going to bore you because you're not going to believe it. He gave me six different times. He gave me a $100 bill. And you know what I felt like? I felt like God was trying to tell me that he loves me. And he loves you the same way. He does. All you got to do is pay attention to the blessings. Amen? Amen. And if, you, if, if, if God has blessed you, you ought to thank Him for it. Those blessings, though, by the way, He's saved and He loves the Lord. And that's what God was just using that brother. Look at this, chapter 12 of Genesis. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation. This is the beginning now. A great nation. And he said, And I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. 
and in thee shall all the families, all families of the earth be blessed. Where does your blessings come from? God. Who does it come through? Jesus Christ. What, 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 what kind of people was, was Jesus? They were from the tribe and the, and the offspring of Abraham. But it's more than just the flesh. It's faith. Faith. It's faith. Listen, Abraham was faithful. He started something that was so incredible. I believe the word faith, just one word faith, I think it's only used in the Old Testament twice. But it's described in Hebrews as a lot of people had it. Hebrews chapter 11 says a lot, a lot of people. By faith, uh, by faith things get done. The Bible says it's impossible to please God unless you have faith. You cannot make God happy unless you believe him. You, it's, it's impossible to please God without faith. So Abraham really did please God. He had more faith than you and I will have in our whole entire life. He had so much faith. He, he said, I believe God in all of my heart, mind, soul, and strength. If God says it, I'm going to do what he said. And Abraham was a quite elderly man. When this happened, if you'll look, I think it says here um, in verse number four, would you turn there? Uh, it, I think he was, he was 75 years old when God called him. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 70 and five years old when he departed from Haran. So he was quite an elderly man, but he got up and left. By the way, I don't think it's all that old myself. Uh, I think it's just, you know, it's just, it's just barely over the speed limit. So anyway, he was, but then when he had a child, 99 years old, and a, uh, Sarah was a pretty, she was a great grandma too, no doubt, well, age, right? She was quite an elderly lady, and he was really old, and that had to be a miracle. They had a baby, and the, the baby's name was Isaac, and Isaac was the most special thing that ever happened to him because it was a miracle. It was promise. Now, remember Ishmael? Remember how Ishmael came to be? So that wasn't by faith. That was by works. Please understand, it's in the Bible. You can't work your way to heaven. You can't work your way into the blessings of God. You can't work your way uh, in, into some kind of a spiritual good life. What you have to do is you have to trust your way through. You have to believe your way through. You have to accept what God says. And then the doors open. Amen? And then the blessings come because it's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but he, according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration, renewing of the Holy Ghost. It's, it's a gift from God. The Bible says we're saved by faith, through, by grace through faith. Not of ourselves, not of works, lest any man should boast. We, we can't work our way to heaven. We have to say, time out, I'm sorry, Lord, I'm a sinner. Would you please forgive me? I'm going to make my mind up right now. I'm going to accept this wonderful man called Jesus. I'm going to accept him. I'm going to look into him, and I'm going to trust him. After all that he did for me, I'm going to trust him. Guess what? It works. 
How many, how, how many of you can say that there's been a time in your life when you made that decision to trust Jesus as your personal Savior? Then the blessings come. Now, please forgive me because I don't know how to turn off my stupid phone. Oh, wait, this is good. Brother Arbo just texted me. Hey, Brother Arbo. He said, I agree with you. 75 is not old. <laughs> I like that. Amen, Brother Arbo. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm going to remember. I'm keeping that text, buddy. Okay, I'm sorry I called my phone stupid. It's, it's, it's the biggest blessing, but amen. Now watch. <laughs> this is great, this kind of church. I love it. Um, now watch. Watch this. Abraham left, and then look at verse number, uh, number five. So, and Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan they came. And Abraham passed through the land unto the place of, of Sichem. Uh, unto the plain of Moray. And the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said. Watch this. Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there build it. He an altar. Why is he building an altar? You know, in the Old Testament, Moses had an altar, didn't he? Sacrifice animals. Where did he get the idea? Abraham. Abraham started serve. And guess what? When we give to the Lord our tithes and offerings, guess where? Guess where that came from? Abraham started that. He gave tithes to Melchizedek before he was told to do it. He followed God. He obeyed the Lord. He believed God. He started giving back to God. And then, of course, uh, he, he trusted him. And uh, God started to bless him. And by the way, I want to say this, because a lot of Americans don't know this in our country. That land over there that Israel is on, that doesn't belong to the Arab people. That belongs to the Jews. God gave that land to the Jews. Even though they were persecuted and in World War II, Hitler tried to wipe them all out. Boy, the devil's been trying to wipe out the Jews ever since they started. Does God love the, the Arab people? Does he bless them too? In fact, they're one of some of the richest people in the whole world. Talk, take a look at what they've got. They don't need that little postage stamp piece of property. You know why they want it so bad? They hate their brother. They got, they got no reason to hate the Jews. So what if, um, what if, what, what if when, uh, let's say we had a, a, an uncle or something, and or let's say I had an uncle, okay? And let's say that the uncle, look, I have a brother, his name is Scott. What, what, if, what, if, what if the uncle... Uh, had a real um, kind of a favor toward my brother Scott. And all of a sudden, he gets millions of dollars from my uncle. 
what, 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 how should I handle that? He said, well, I love you too, Tab. You're okay. I love you just as much. I'm going to give you some stuff. But, I, but I'm going to do something special for Scott. Should I be upset with that? No. Because I'm his brother. And if I treat him right, it's <laughs> exactly how it works. That's exactly, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. The Arabs and the Jews are brethren. They're from the same father, Abraham. And if one would just stop hating the other, everything would go good. They got no reason to wipe out the Jews. They got no reason. Oh, we're going to wipe you off the face of the earth. Sorry, you got no reason to do that. And by the way, God said, no, you won't. He said, there's no weapon that's formed against thee that shall ever prosper. I'm going to take care of my people. I promise I'd do some things with them. And just because I didn't say I'd do it with you, it doesn't mean I don't love you. I got something special I want to do with the Jews. That's it. That's what the whole world's fighting over right now. And I, I, and I don't have any problem. Whatever God wants to do, he's right. But I'm blessed and you're blessed. You know why? Because Abraham believed God, he, and it was accounted him for righteousness. Now watch what he really did that's just unbelievably wonderful. Look, look over when he sacrificed. Um, by the way, can I show you something you might not have saw, saw in the Bible? I, I am mentioned in the Bible. Um, I just want you to see it. It's over in uh, verse four, uh, chapter 14, verse 17. You remember when Abraham gave, gave tithes to Melchizedek? Uh, it was in the valley of Sheva. <laughs> it's just, you know, I don't, I, I don't think there's a misspelling in the Bible, but sure sounds like my name, doesn't it? Is that okay? Just leave me alone. <laughs> there it is, folks. You heard it right here. All right, enough of that. Let's go. Let, let's go. All right, so Ishmael was born. <laughs> yes, Sheva. All right, now let's go to chapter 22 so I can hurry up and get out of this subject because that's, that's nonsense. I, that's not my name. All right. Now when Isaac, the, the, the wonderful son of Abraham, the son of promise, he was just about to be offered on the altar of sacrifice but do you know why God told him to do it? You know, it wasn't Abraham's idea to take his son up and sacrifice him. You know why that was, you know, you know who came up with that idea? That was God. You know why God did it? Because he knew, he knew that he was going to test Abraham, see how much faith he had. Sometimes God asks you to do something. He doesn't, he's not going to let you carry it through, but he wants to see how far you'll go. And he did that with Abraham. And it's almost like God knew that he was going to do it, but he wanted to see it. And he wanted to make it real, put it in a Bible for you and me. That's why I say Abraham had more faith than I'll ever have. Honestly, I don't think I would ever, ever let one of my children die like that. I, I would never take a knife it. I don't think I ever could do that. I just don't think I could. 
I'm sorry, but I'm not like Abraham. I'm, I don't think I have that kind of faith. I hope you'll forgive me. But if God asked me to do that, it would really shake me up. And I don't think he would because it's already been done. But I can honestly tell you, I don't have that kind of faith. I've got other kind of faith. I've got faith that God gave me. I can shoot a squirt gun at a bonfire. I can, I can, I can say, come on, help me put this fire out. <laughs> That's what a church is anyway, amen? If everybody works together to get your squirt gun out, we put the fire out. But I, I've got other kinds of faith. I just don't think I could have done that. And I'm very proud of Abraham for doing it. Look at this. Look at look what happened. We'll finish up. I think it's so important that you ask God. You know, he found his city. He's there now. But look what he, look what he had to go through. He had to, he had to exercise his faith. And what a man of God he was. And it came to pass, verse number one, after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, he said, behold, here I am. He said, take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, meaning the son of promise, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering. Put your son on the fire and burn him for me. What an incredible request or command. I, th I don't think I could do that. He says, a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. So get going, take your son, go up, and I'll tell you what mountain when you get close. This is scary. Look at verse 3. Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went into the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, took him three days, Abraham lift up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the, the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again unto you. Now wait, you see that? He was a young boy. You don't, you don't call a full-grown teenager just a full-grown man, a, a lad. He was a, he was a young boy. I don't know how old he was, but he was a young boy. He was a lad. But look at what Abraham said in his heart. He believed that God was going to raise him up again. You see it? He said, we will come again. Did you see that? So you know what he said? I'm going to go give my son to God, but he's going to give him back to me. That's a lot of faith. Nobody had ever been risen from the dead like that before. He believed that he was going to raise him up. All right, and Abraham, verse 6, took the wood and the burnt offering, laid it upon his, Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? So he had taught his son how to offer to God, didn't he? Before the law. I think, that's where, I think that's where God instituted the sacrifice of the lambs because Abraham decided to do that. Of course, you can get that back in the Garden of Eden too. But watch. Verse 8 says, Abraham said, My son, 
God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Have you ever heard anybody tell you that there's two meanings to that? God will provide himself a lamb or then God will provide himself as the lamb. That's a picture of the gospel right there. That's a picture of Jesus Christ, the only son of God. God the Father given his... Why did Abraham please God so well? Because it was just like God the Father given Jesus for your sin and mine. Let me tell you something, folks. Jesus Christ was a gift. That's the best gift in the whole world. There's no other gift in the world. It's the unspeakable gift of God to us. Because if Jesus didn't die on the cross, I would have no forgiveness of any of my sins. We'd all go to hell. We'd burn in hell without any hope of eternal salvation. But because Jesus died on the cross, you can have salvation, eternal life, that fast. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You see, this is a picture of the gospel, isn't it? So he decided that they, they would go up, but they would come back together. God, he really did enjoy this. He knew Abraham would do it. He called him because he knew he would do it. He put him there because he knew he would make it. He, you know, don't be surprised if God calls you to do something. You can do it. Why? He doesn't call you thinking like, well, I, I'd like you to do something, but I know you can't do it, and I know you won't do it. No, he's, I'll call you because I know you can do it. You know why? Uh, 23 years ago, I decided that I better really start praying about starting a church because I knew I couldn't do it. I knew I couldn't do it, but I knew God could do it. And if God calls you to do something, you can do it. You can do it. If God's with you, you don't need anything else. So, I want to give you one more wonderful uh, little, little vision here. Look at Luke chapter 16. Remember Lazarus was in the bosom of Abraham? Remember the rich man was burning in hell and then he lift up his eyes and he was in torment? Remember that? Luke 16. I want you to see what happened because right now, as we speak, Abraham has found his city. We only have one more scripture after this. How many are going to put another nickel in the meter? Let's look at it. Chapter 16. He says, uh, uh, verse 20, it says, And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which laid at his gate full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. That's kind of gross. But that's the picture of this poor man, a beggar. It came to pass, verse 22, that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into who? Abraham's bosom. Where was Abraham? Abraham, Abraham was saved, by the way. Where was he? He was in paradise. So the beggar got to go to paradise and wait for Jesus. Guess where they all are now? They're in glory. 
Jesus went down and got Abraham and Lazarus and all the Old Testament saints, took them up to glory, Ephesians chapter uh, 3 or 4, and then th th they're in glory right now. Now watch this. One, one more thing. Uh, listen, it's really interesting. Did you go to John chapter number uh, 14 with me? John 14, we're going to finish. Where is Abraham right now? I kind of get excited when I look at this. Jesus says in verse number 1, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am you may be also. Now, what is happening in heaven right now? Preparation. I believe with all my heart there's a building program going on in heaven right now. And when you get saved, and you, let's say you die, and you go to heaven, guess what they're doing up there? They're building this beautiful city. Streets of gold, the river of life, the tree of life, the foundations of jasper and emerald and sapphire and all the gold and silver and all the beautiful stones of heaven, the pearly gates. That's not just a, that's not just a song. That's true. There's 12 gates. Uh, so Abraham and all the Old Testament saints have found their city. There's a building program. Go. You know how I get that? The word prepare. You know what? The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with who? The Lord. So what's the Lord doing right now? It says right there. He's preparing. What's he preparing? A place for you, for me. Abraham's there and he's looking. He's watching. He's glad that he believed in Christ. He sees it all now. And everybody that's ever been saved and the nation of the Jews are all excited about Abraham. Jesus, uh, John the Baptist said, Hey, think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For God is able of these stones to raise up children of Abraham. You better get saved and stop worrying about race, right? Can I say that in church? Great, I'll say it. Stop worrying about race and get saved. Stop worrying about what race you are and, and get Jesus in your heart. Amen. They're going to Honduras. They're going to China. Listen, the whole world, for God so loved the world. Everybody gets to go to heaven if you want to. I love what God did. And I'm so glad Jesus did that for you and me. Because right now, 2,000 years ago, boy, I'm glad that Jesus said, no, these, there's no doors on this. This is free for everyone, for all. Free forever. For all. The gospel's for everybody. So what did, what, what did happen to Abraham? He found his city. He found it. He searched for a city whose builder and maker is God. And he found it. And he's there. And you're going to find it. 